Hey guys, welcome to the Fieldcraft Survival Podcast. I am your host for the ad space. My name is Kevin Estella, and I just want to draw attention to a few of our sponsors who make these podcasts totally possible for you guys. Now, these sponsors are folks that we consider friends, folks that we actually use, and I think you're going to find if you visit their site, you'll understand why we hold them in such high regard. First company that I'd like to recognizes Triarch Systems. Triarch is a company that has been with us for a very, very long time. They produce custom firearms that many of the trainers in the tactical uh, division that we have here, they use their firearms. We have a few Tri, uh, Tri 11 pistols and AR-15s that are floating around. And trust me, every time that they get handed to one of us, uh, we can't help but you know test the fit and function and see how tight some of the slides are to the frames. Triarch is, is top notch. Um, so if you visit their site, www.triarchsystems.com and you use the coupon code fieldcraft, that'll get you 5% off of the, uh, the order that you place, whether that's for a completed firearm or custom work to yours. The next company I want to bring up is Kafaru. Um, guys, Kafaru, I've been with Kafaru as, as a, a friend of theirs for many years, since easily 2006, 2007. Actually, my regular assistant instructor that's on courses with me, Jerry Young, told me about them way back in the day. I used their tail gunner pack as a survival instructor with the Wilderness Learning Center from 2007 to 2012. I still have that pack to this day. And I mean, it saw many nights in the field and it carried a lot of gear, a lot of miles through heavy, heavy woods. Kafaru is top notch when it comes to products for opening up the backcountry, everything from ultralight shelters to uh, rugged packs to sleeping systems. I love their their parkas. You got to check those out. Please check out Kafaru. When you do, uh, you may want to give them a call. If you do, ask for Angie. She's my favorite person at Kafaru, and she might take care of you if you mentioned that you heard about Kafaru from Kevin Estella. Next company is Hardhead Veterans. Uh, their website is hardheadveterans.com. They produce products that are NIJ level 3A rated. Guys, not just 3A tested, 3A rated. You got to be careful with those that word right there. Um, they have additional up armor capability that can safely stop 5.56 and 7.62 by 39 rounds. 10-year plus warranty, uh, free exchanges and returns, multi-layer pad systems. And listen, Fieldcraft is a veteran-owned company. Hardhead Veterans is a veteran-owned company, and they totally understand what you do, and you're not going to find a better customer service team out there. So check them out for your ballistic protection needs. Guys, we're not going to waste any more time. Uh, we're going to jump right into this, and I think you're going to enjoy this podcast. So check it out. Please check out our sponsors, and uh, let us know if you have any questions. Talk to you soon. Welcome to the Fieldcraft Survival Podcast. I am your host for this episode. My name is Kevin Estella. I'm the director of training here at Fieldcraft. And probably the last time you heard from me, I was just emerging from the desert after 72 hours, not three days, 72 hours um, of living off the land with nothing more than the contents of a Ziploc bag. Well, that challenge was very eye-opening. It definitely made me realize, okay, I wish I had that, or I wish I had this. And it was fantastic coming back to Heber City, seeing all the folks here at Fieldcraft Survival, having all of them hanging out, having Amber show up and here, Kev, have a plate of a donut and a sausage and eggs. And 
I, I gorged myself. Well, just when I thought that my challenge was over, just when I thought that I could pass the buck to the next person, I was challenged by uh, none other than Mike Glover himself, who decided in the middle of a podcast that I will not get a chance to choose who is going to do the 72 hour challenge next. He just threw it at me. He said, your next challenge is you need to do same size bag, two people, 72 hours. And the person you're taking is none other than Ricky, who is sitting across from me right now. Ricky. Hello. <laughs> Hello. And welcome to your first podcast. Thanks. Here at Fieldcraft Survival. <laughs> Guys, if you don't know Ricky, uh, Ricky joined us in what month? Uh, March. In March. Mm -hmm. uh, we immediately, immediately put Ricky into the role of uh, oh, gosh. assistant, HR. I mean, within the first week, she fell off of a flight of stairs. Uh, we, we put her in the role of an a, a imaginary hostage. hostage, newscaster, like all sorts of stuff. It was like, initiation, I believe. Yeah, because when you work at Fieldcraft Survival, you have to be prepared for the unexpected. Like <laughs> anything can happen here at any single time. Like one day we could be going and trying on clothing for, you know, a, a sponsorship that we have. Another day we could be at the range. Another day we could be surviving in the desert. You never really know. Um, you just kind of have to go with it. So Ricky got thrust into this scenario. Uh, she's going with me. <laughs> And, you know, I'm fairly confident, like I know Mike said, oh, you're not going to the desert this time. It's going to be somewhere else. We're not 100% certain where we are going, but I will simply say this, uh, as long as it's not the desert and as long as it's not the middle of the ocean floating on a raft, because I really want to want to, I wouldn't want to be in like a kiddie pool of my own like bodily juices and fluids and salt water, like for three days, I'll pass. Yeah. And if I'm in there too, absolutely not. Yeah. That would be nasty. Um, <laughs> So as long as it's not that location, I think I'm going to be okay. But the unknown variable here, the interesting thing is that Ricky is going to join me on this next one. So Ricky, let's kind of explain how you're feeling and what your main worries are that you might encounter over 72 hours. Okay. So number one, just nervous. Okay. Um, first podcast, nervous about this. Also, just like the fact that it just got thrown at me. Mike came down looking all guilty and was like, you're going on the next one right after you did your podcast. And I didn't believe it. I watched the whole the whole live that he did. And mm -hmm. just because I didn't believe it. And at the very end, 46 minutes in, it was like, you, Ricky, 72 <laughs> hours, one bag. And my jaw dropped. So when Mike says it, it, it happens. So here we are. Um, but yeah, I think my biggest concern is me getting too hungry and ripping Kevin's head off. Mm-hmm. Because I do get hangry. Um, I know he won't let me die out there, so that's good. Uh, but I think that's my biggest concern. You know, when Mike came down those stairs, uh, you know, and you're saying that, you know, he he looked really guilty. It's funny how someone like Mike Lover, I mean, a man amongst men, right? The dude's like six feet tall, 240 pounds, like a stud. Uh, he looks like like he should be riding on horseback through Mongolia, <laughs> crushing villages. You know what I mean? Like, But when he gets that guilty face, he looks like a, like a five-year-old boy. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? Like, yes. And you can't convince him, no, it can't be 72 hours. We should really do 48 because the upcoming 48-hour Ziploc mm -hmm. bag challenge is 48 hours on 72. But Mike is like, nope, 72. It's going to happen. And... <laughs> uh, 
then in terms of the schedule, it's like, Hey Mike, you know, maybe we should push this off to like a month before we got a lot of stuff going on in August. No, it's going to happen in the next 10 days or whatever. And it's just part of the fun of working at Fieldcraft Yeah, And for some reason, the Mm -hmm. fact that I am HR have to wrangle all of you, you crazy guys in and teach you policies and this and that very different than you're all used to. Um, It's something that everybody thinks is so comical to throw HR into these scenarios and into these crazy situations just because I'm new to the company, I'm a young female. Oh, and to the cherry on top, HR. Let's mm-hmm. let's see how we can make HR crack. Let's find out. You're not you're not gonna crack. Oh, I know uh, I won't. <laughs> a, a lot a lot of this challenge is going to I mean, we're going to have what we can put inside of as a black bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have lessons from the last one that we can build upon. Um, some of the items in that kit have to change because we're now supplying two people instead of just one. Um, and, you know, we're going to be okay. It just might not be comfortable. So if anything, you're going to learn I'm really gritty and not by saying I'm really gritty, like Kevin's really gritty. No, Ricky's really gritty. Um, I'm hoping there is not a single tear that is shed this entire time. I'm okay if you yell at me. Um, I'm used to people yelling at me. Uh, I spent many years in a classroom and I had a lot of helicopter parents yelling at me and as school administrators and I'm totally fine. Um, Well, it takes a lot to make me cry. So I don't think there will be tears. I hope I don't make you cry. No, I'll be good. I'll be, okay. I'll be crying a little bit on the inside if like I'm really excited about like the, the type of fish that we catch or something like that. And you're like, oh, no, I can't have that. You know, and that might hurt my feelings a little bit because, you know, I'm, I'm trying to provide. I'm trying to protect you, you know. So um, I think we're going to be OK. Now, this this challenge is coming up very, very soon. I know that you said that you've been doing a little preparation for it, mm-hmm. including fasting. Yes. So I just did a 20 hour fast. Kevin and I, for some reason, we're both doing keto and we've been doing keto for a month or two. He talked me into it. So I've been doing keto, which I didn't really know too much about before because I never, I've always done intermittent fasting here and there, which is just 16 and eight hours. Um, But I've never done 20 and beyond that. But since switching to keto, that 20 hour fast, wasn't that bad. Pretty easy, right? Yeah. My body knows how to turn the protein um, into energy and the fat into energy instead of just relying on the carbs. So that 20-hour fast was so easy to me, um, which I was shocked about. And then this upcoming week, I'm going to do a 30-hour fast just in case you can't catch me a fish or that fish that you do catch is the size of the one you pulled out last Mm -hmm. time because that thing was tiny. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty small. Um, Now, there's a great book called The Comfort Crisis. Uh, I'm currently reading it. I think it's one of the the greatest books I've ever read. Uh, One of my SIOC buddies, uh, Dave Fopp, he recommended it to me. So shout out to Dave. And The Comfort Crisis is all about how human beings, we are kind of drawn towards comfort in more recent years than we used to be in the past. We would rather be in climate controlled gym uh, atmosphere than running outside, right? If it's raining outside, oh, we have to put that jacket on because a little bit of rain on our on our back, you know, that's uncomfortable. Uh, we have to eat three square meals a day mm-hmm. based on uh, tradition and what most people do instead of doing what you're just talking about, which actually comes up in the book. And it's the whole idea of how so many studies have shown when you are 
uh, able to shorten the period of eating in your day, this whole idea of intermittent fasting or IF, if you guys are into it, um, it actually has resulted in fewer illnesses for, for folks um, who do that, as opposed to those who feed hunger, which hunger isn't necessarily a bad thing, right? Hunger can actually drive you to do certain things. And hopefully this hunger that you're going to experience over 72 hours will not only make you hangry, but you know, if we have to collect, you know, wood, or if we have to, to mm -hmm. do stuff, hopefully that hunger will drive you to, to be a total badass more than you are already. Yeah. You know. I think it will. Now your idea of camping, um, at, as of recent, I mean, you've got a rooftop tent. Mm -hmm. I do. And it's I have pretty a slick. Pooey, a tuli to pooey, and I love that thing. Yeah. And you usually go camping with your dogs, right? So yep. you have, you know, like your, uh, you've got your uh, conduction warming or radiation warming, right? Like the dog just feels like a, like a warm blanket. Well, they don't sleep in the tent. Trying to get two German shepherds up in that rooftop tent yeah, on my F-150 is not going to happen. They sleep in the shell okay. underneath me. I can feel them moving around all night, but I would love to have them in the tent because I do get cold easily. I'm from Florida. so. Yeah, but at home, I mean, they usually will like try to jump on you on the couch and things like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're not going to have the dogs to keep you warm. Uh, we're probably going to have to build a debris shelter. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm just thinking ahead. If we're not going to the desert, but we are going to an area where there's going to be a wood line, I'm supremely, supremely comfortable in that environment. The desert's not my thing. Mm -hmm. um, we'll probably have to build either a lean-to or a thermal A-frame. We're probably going to use a survival blanket, much like I had last time, but instead of a being kind of like a like a shelter top this is going to actually serve as the door um one of the things i'll tell you about these survival wraps they're terrible if you try using it like a blanket at night because number one it's going to blow off of you in the middle of the night oh. it's not like a bivy sack or even a garbage bag that you're in and it's tucked underneath you mm -hmm. when you use a survival wrap too it also sounds like you're sleeping in a freaking potato chip bag <laughs> Right. So I, I don't, I don't think you're going to like it if I'm sleeping on top of that or you're sleeping on top of it or under it or whatever, we're going to try to use it as the door and we're going to try to trap the heat into the shelter as much as possible. So that's going to be, that's going to be one of the plans. Um, what are some of the items that you think you would want to throw in here? If you, if you had a choice, I am not sure yet. Let me see what's in here. Cause I haven't opened it and dissected it yet. Yeah, A lot so. of the things are going to be the same as last time. Cause they worked really, really well. So, mm -hmm. Tell me your thought process on these earplugs. Why are these in here? I, you're an unknown variable. Uh, you are, you are our HR gal here. And, you know, I've, I've traveled and I've camped next to some of the, the dudes at the company. Um, but you're not one of the instructors and we haven't slept next to each other in the same room or uh, like even neighboring rooms. So I haven't heard you snore through the walls. And just in case you are a chainsaw. That's why those plugs are there. Oh, okay. That's, I, that's 100% that's fair. The reason. That's fair. I'm not offended. I'm not offended. Okay. I could snore. We'll find out. But here's the other thing, like all joking aside, little foamy earplugs can also be used in your emergency kits as a fishing float and they work phenomenal. Oh, that's so smart. Isn't it? I, is. I can't take credit for that one. I, I picked that one up uh, a long time ago. Okay. So what I want to know next mm -hmm. is why do we have some super glue in here? Okay. So super glue, I have to still put duct tape in here. Uh, there's dental floss in there. Um, that's kind of like our miniature repair kit. You never okay. know what's going to happen out there. Super glue can be used for everything from, you know, fixing plastic on plastic 
uh, for even like mending large cuts. Um, I would recommend if we get into a scenario where one of us gets injured, we don't screw around out there. We just say, look, I have no problem tapping out and saying, Austin, come take us to the hospital, that type of thing. Um, but super glue, I mean, you never know. We may mm -hmm. find something out there and fashion uh, some of the fish hooks into oh, okay. artificial flies. Um, we probably will still bring some of the, the fishing stuff from last time. I mean, what you're holding right there, I've got a plan if we find a bigger body of water to put multiple hooks in the water all at once. Um, and that's assuming that we don't have a creek like I had last time, but we have a pond. Um, so there, there, okay. there's some other, other interesting ideas that I have, but yeah. So my next mm -hmm. question, I got my pair of danners out, yes. got my boots sitting by my desk. Next thing I know, Kevin steals my boots. Mm -hmm. Um, where are my boots? What'd you do with them? Cause I know it has something to do with this. Yes, it and does. Why? Yes, it does. So the, the reason why I took your boots, um, I don't have some like weird foot fetish or anything like that. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> got to clarify. You got, you get, listen, it's, it's a, 2021 and we live in a world of accusations so someone out there is probably gonna be like oh yeah he totally does i saw him looking at my feet well screw you okay so uh the reason why the reason why i grabbed your boots is because one of the stipulations of this challenge is that we can carry what we can fit inside of the ziploc bag and also we can carry the clothes that we would normally wear if you get in the habit of swapping out your bootlaces with 550 paracord and you use the Ian's knot, which is a great symmetrical knot for tying paracord as, as bootlaces, you can kind of cheat it in a way and that you have like a standard military size boot is a 72 inch bootlace. You have a 72 inch piece of paracord in each boot. Well, Ricky has two feet. I have two feet. So I don't do math, Ricky, but if six plus six plus six plus six, what is that? Come out to? I, I don't know what math you're trying to get me to do six right now. Six plus six is? Twelve. Twelve. And twelve times two is? Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Well, last time I went into the woods for the challenge, I carried about 25 feet of line uh, of 550 paracord. And it didn't take oh, up a lot. Oh, okay. see, there's I the see no where you're going. Yeah. I thought you were just trying to show your math teacher out. No, or, I'm not a math teacher. Well, I your teacherness is showing. History teacher. Okay, I'm history. sorry, but it's showing. <laughs> Keep in mind, history is gooder than English. Okay, now tell me about this math you just had me do. Yeah, well, instead of carrying 24 or 25 feet of 550 paracord in our bag, which has very limited space, what we're going to do is we're going to carry that 24 feet on our boots. Okay. We were able to remove the seven inner strands, use it for any type of projects out there and still retain the outer braid that we still use like shoelaces. Guys, we're just going to take a moment to pause from our podcast to recognize a couple of our sponsors that make this entirely possible for you. The first one is LMNT, right? Pronounced element. Uh, the website is www.drinklmnt.com forward slash fieldcraft. And if you use the coupon code fieldcraft, you're going to get a free sample pack. You just have to pay for shipping. Now, guys, we use this supplement uh, regularly. Element is very much salt-based. And when you are pumping out a lot of sweat, you need to replenish your electrolytes and your salt. Um, I used Element on a recent backpacking trip with the guys from Kafaru. And I'll tell you that uh, you know, when you're high up at altitude, 11,000 plus feet, you need to hydrate. This stuff is fantastic. Uh, Elements, a drink mix that is taken over the world and you can get valuable electrolytes back after fasting or working out. Guys, I fast 
Um, so I need my hydration and I drink a lot of water. This helps fight the keto flu. Um, recently I dropped close to 20 pounds and I was using element. Uh, it helps fight your carvings for cray, uh, for carbs and it helps kickstart your day in the morning, right? It's kind of like a hydration booster. Um, no sugar, no artificial ingredients, no crazy coloring, nothing like that. A lot of professional athletes, uh, from the NBA and the NFL use it. Uh, they, U.S. Olympic weightlifting team, Navy SEALs, guys, a whole bunch of people are using it. If you use our link, which is uh, drinklmnt.com forward slash fieldcraft, uh, you'll get a sample pack that includes eight packets of assorted flavors. Um, I'm partial to the the lime flavored one. You don't want to miss it. Totally risk-free. And if you do end up buying some and changing your mind, uh, you can return the leftovers, no questions asked. They have no BS customer service. And I'll tell you, it's totally worth checking out. You were the person that actually recommended I carry this. The Cholula. Yeah. yeah. I have a hot sauce problem. Mm -hmm. um, I, there's hot sauce in my bag. There's hot sauce on my desk currently. I love spicy. And I knew Kevin would be out there and he's eating leaves and foraging for stuff. So I'm like, he needs this. I was like, if there's one thing I could bring that takes up a small amount of space that will make anything I have to eat off the ground a little bit better, it's hot sauce. So that, that Cholula sauce. Yeah. It's only a quarter of a fluid ounce. Um, but believe it or not, a little bit goes a long way. And you know, when you are using that on, on the fish that you catch or whatever protein you find, it definitely does make a difference. Um, something that we might end up doing is in all like the little nooks and crannies of the bag that it's just airspace, but you're kind of wondering like, what, what could we throw in there? We're probably going to throw like salt packets or, or things like that. Yeah, And you said you were craving salt on the last one, right? I was craving it like crazy. So this will um, help with that. This has so much sodium mm -hmm. and honestly it adds flavor. Correct. So why not? All right, let's talk about this because this item definitely changed from the last time. Um, what is that? This is what you are going to be drinking out of instead of a water bottle. Okay. Hardcore what, plastic baggie. Hardcore plastic baggies. Uh, these are from the Lock Sack Company. And what I did is uh, I measured out 24 ounces. So all we have to do is when we get out there, you just have to put water up to roughly there. Um, and okay. What worked really well last time were the aqua tabs, and I'm going to try to use that again this time. Is that what these large bags no, are? No, those are the Reynolds oven bags. Okay. Um, we may have additional uses for those. We'll see. We um, just got bags and bags and bags and bags and bags here. Okay, and I'm is glad- Is it because you're OCD and you want to organize everything? Well, or what is the process here? Well, there, there's definitely, I mean, anyone that's into, um, into this kind of like mindset of preparedness, I think you have to have a little bit of that OCD uh, compulsion because when you are more organized, you become more efficient in finding things. When you're more efficient, you don't waste time. And mm -hmm. when you don't waste time, uh, you become essentially more effective. So, um, yeah, we have all these little druggy baggies and, you know, they're holding Tinder and earplugs and, and all sorts of stuff. But the Reynolds oven bags are going to use, be used for holding a lot of water. If it rains, uh, we have potential okay. use for those. So we use these smaller bags that are hardcore baggies to measure out the water. And then we will put them mm -hmm. in the large bag, yep. all filtered, measured out. So we know what's what. Correct. We could do it that way, or we could just drink straight from the hardcore baggies. Um, okay. you figure 24 ounces. I mean, two of those is what a liter. Um, 
we'll probably have to, to consume multiple of those per day. And like I said, the, the aqua tabs worked out really, really well. So we're going to, yeah, that's, that's what we're going to use to treat our water. Now, okay. what was really interesting for me was when we were talking about this challenge, you said, wait, I can't bring the knife that I normally carry. <laughs> and I said, well, it's got to fit inside the bag, but I wear it. I know you do. I know. Um, we can, we can see what's going to fit. I think a simple knife, we'll just share it back and forth with a saw. This is the... the... So when we're making our shelter, mm -hmm. we're handing this Swiss Army knife back and forth to each other while we're cutting stuff down to make our shelter, or we could have two knives. Uh, that's that's a possibility, but if we do it correctly, we won't even need a knife to build a shelter. Okay. Yeah, we Tell we me how even... that's going to happen, because... Um, a lot of tree branches form natural Ys and natural Vs, mm -hmm. which will allow us to then use it um as like a like a crotch that you can put a um like a ridge line on right so okay. you can use the the y's and the v's as supports and there oh, won't be okay right you got that um and and i it's one of those things like when you were a little kid you ever play fort like you you made like tree forts or anything like that tree we did like blanket and pillow okay forts but well now as an adult you get to make like an adult fort oh i'm excited yeah it's it's not it's not bad um it, the first one you make is probably going to look like a train wreck because you don't understand like, okay. But I'm not making it alone and you probably correct. won't let it look like it, a train I'm wreck. not going to. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. But the average person, if you, if you don't go out there with someone to like mentor or coach you, which is like what I'm trying to do with Ricky along the way here and whether she knows trying, it or not. Trying. Yes. Well, I'm hard to teach. What I'm, gonna, <laughs> what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do uh, is I'm basically going to, to coach her along the way. Um, I mean, I understand there may be some interest in watching me do this, um, but I also think there's interest in watching someone with proper training along the way do it and see just how far, how you can go with the correct knowledge. Um, when you first do it, you realize, wow, I, I want to make this giant shelter, but then you realize your body is going to try to heat that up and you're going to, mm -hmm. it's not going to be efficient. When you first make it, you're going to say, oh my God, I'm worried about all the mosquitoes, all the bugs and this and that. Well, no matter what you do, you're going to have them crawling on you, which is one of the reasons why uh, we're going to find uh, room for these mosquito head nets. Which, oh, if you're from if you're from Florida, mm -hmm. you definitely have mosquitoes down. There. I do, but they hate me. I don't know why. I'm fine with it. They hate me though. But the bugs up here, they're a little different than Florida, and mm -hmm. they they love me. A lot so. of the, a lot of the bugs up here. I mean. People, I'll, I'll see them up by a river, like the Provo River, or I'll see them uh, by a body of water, and they, they're spraying bug spray all over the place, and they don't realize that they're just like mayflies, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're they're harmless. They're yeah. not going to do anything. Um, we really don't have a lot of mosquitoes, and it's been so incredibly dry uh, up in this area. Like there's no breeding ground for them. Um, so we have the mosquito head nets just in case, but we can also use those mosquito head nets um, potentially as, uh, the net lining for like a scoop net, if okay. we were to make a scoop net and potentially catch some fish, we're going to catch some fish. Uh, we have to, um, I jokingly have said that this is operation, uh, feed Ricky. Okay. Well you, I have, I've grown up fishing. My dad mm -hmm. a charter captain. I've grown up fishing. I do have a little bit of knowledge in fishing. I know you guys are like, oh, she she doesn't know what she's doing. I I do know a little bit. I, I never said it like that. I said <laughs> you you I'll just have to catch all these fish, Ricky. Because if not, she's gonna get sassy and hangry. Yeah. I, I I think I'll catch a fish. I I well, I hope you catch more. 
right? Yeah. More than just one, uh, or just catch a massive, massive fish. Um, but let's talk about your background because I think some folks who maybe don't follow Fieldcraft's Instagram or your Instagram, I think they need to know who's coming on this challenge with me. Mm-hmm. Um, you grew up in Florida. Yep. I was born in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Then I moved to Florida when I was younger. I lived there, um, traveled a lot. I studied abroad in Switzerland, um, went to Florida State. Um, and then I really wanted to get as far away as possible from Florida. Um, I, when I went to college, I wanted to go out of state. Parents said no. So I went to the farthest possible school from them in the state. And then the second I graduated, I'm like, I need to, I need to go out West. So I, right before I graduated, I got, I accepted a job out in Park City, Utah. Um, never been here, never heard of it. And 10 days after graduation, I had three bags. My dog flew out here, landed, bought a car and I landed and I've been here since. And it's been four and a half years and I'm, I'm not leaving Utah. I love it. So you feel like you're more comfortable in the mountains than you oh, are yeah. like Florida, on a beach? No offense to Florida. I go back every once in a while. Um, it is so hot. It There's terrible drivers. <laughs> um, and like you can't really do anything outside because of that heat. You go to the beach, you just lay there. You If, you, if you're moving on the water, it's better if you're on a boat. But I, most of the things you could do there, which is kind of what I grew up with, was like, Oh, let's go shopping. Let's go do this and that. And I'm I'm not an indoor person. I like to be outdoors. And you just can't do that in Florida. Not really. So I think being out here, everybody's a little bit more like-minded to my, I can't be cooped up in a house. I need to be outside. And just the atmosphere here and the environment, I can be outside year round and do stuff. I started skiing since I moved here. Um, I camp, I climb, I do everything that I couldn't do in Florida. And I fully embraced being out West and now you, I can't stay still. And I think that makes you the secret weapon on this because I mean, I I have a background in in a lot of different things. I've, you know, I also ski for a while. I was interested in climbing until I realized like, okay, my brain might be worth this much as a teacher. And it was (laughs) kind of foolish for me to risk it. Um, you know, and I think you're the secret weapon in that you already are accustomed to the outdoors, mm-hmm. but maybe not in the way that we're going to experience it. Yeah. But I think once you you spend the first night, your second night will be more comfortable. And mm-hmm. then your third night is going to be more comfortable. And then since we're starting at seven o'clock in the morning, you're going to be like, oh, we're out of here in an hour. Oh, good. Right. The weird thing that might happen is when we get out there on that final morning, you might not even want to eat that morning. Why? Because you're just going to get into like a, almost like a new routine, right? As opposed to waking up and saying, I have to eat. Yeah. Right. Um, I I really think Mike might've underestimated you at this one. I I think I'm going to do great. I I think it'll be fun. I'm really excited. I'm glad I'm going with you to learn as much as I can throughout Mm it. Um, But I also want to prove everybody like, oh, just because it's funny because you're getting challenged with this and it's going to be interesting and entertaining, honestly, we, just because of our banter too. But like, I am going to shock everyone, I think. And don't be surprised if when it comes to doing something like, you know, you, we're just screwing around with this ferro rod. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Hey Ricky, you got to make the fire. Right? I have one of those. So I, I'm good. I know you do. Right. <laughs> and, 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 you know, after a while, it's it's not fun watching someone who knows what they're doing. Like we almost want to see if a person's going to be successful or not successful if they're not 
truly accustomed to doing something regularly. Um, but I think you're going to surprise a lot of folks. Um, now let's talk about your, your experiences here at Fieldcraft Survival so far, because <laughs> before, before, before we were started recording this podcast, we were actually recording it earlier and I'm not going to point fingers at it anyone else in the room. Me. And I don't even know if we, if we brought this up in the second recording or if this is the first time we're going to bring it up now, but okay, we only record, tried to record for like six minutes and I, yeah, but we got a lot of good stuff in. I hit the button and then we did six minutes. I'm sorry. Uh, God. Okay. But my experience at Fieldcraft, where <laughs> yeah. are you going with this? Where am I going with this? All right. You started with Fieldcraft in March. Yep. And describe your first two days. Um, so first few days, um, I think it was literally the first day, first or second. Right? Yeah, it was the second day. It was when we were doing our breakout challenge. Um, they're like, Oh, we had a video of a news news anchor doing this segment for this course that is throwing somebody, throwing a group of people into this fake world and trying to escape the government and this and that. And um, they're like, oh, our video got lost. So we need you to go get a nice interviewer blouse and a news broadcaster shirt and read this and become a news broadcaster. And I, I get nervous in front of a camera. I get nervous public speaking. Um, and yeah, I had to do a full video that was for the news for that segment. Mm -hmm. And I was sweating so much. I kept blinking. I was, it was scary. So that's on YouTube. So if you see that, that's, <laughs> that was my second day of work at Fieldcraft. Um, the week after that, mm -hmm. I was setting, breaking down from Andy Stumpf event and I was carrying some, some chairs down the stairs at Fieldcraft headquarters and I fell and sprained my ankle. And then it was a, it was a, a busy week. <laughs> It was fun. Mm -hmm. And then breakout actually happened. And um, I was a hostage. I had fake black eyes. I, what was it? Austin? Austin put, um, we put makeup on his hand so it looked like I got strangled and we put it on my neck. Um, and then I was hostage, flex cuffed, bagged, and I had to be a hostage. And <laughs> And, and you joined this company with the understanding that you were going to work, like possibly doing some like administrative stuff. Yeah, I was and... Mike's assistant and that lasted a week and they're like, uh, <laughs> let's just, let's just throw her into the fire. So then I became HR and then it was more funny for me to be in these scenarios because it's like <laughs> HR. And then, um, now, yeah, now I'm doing events, expos, survival challenges, survival challenges, yeah. HR and, um, the the COO and Mike's assistant as well. So mm -hmm. a little bit of everything. So Fieldcraft just hit the ground running. Right. And <laughs> and that's one of the, the fun things about working at this job is you never know what to expect oh. when you come in from one day to the next. Yeah. Uh, every day is so different. It's so fun. It just keeps you on your toes. It's great. Right. And it doesn't always take place here in the office, right? Mm -hmm. Some days we're out on the range. Some days we're doing media days where, you know, Austin or Nick or Julian will say, Hey, Kev, go run up that mountain. I'm like, what? Go run up to that mountain and, and give a fierce gaze. I'm like, what does that even mean? Right. Um, every day is a different day. No, you don't even say what, why you just run up and <laughs> look with this like smolder on your face. Oh, smoldering intensity. I, yes. I, I could work, I could work with that. I could oh, work you need that. me to run up there. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Well, if you think about that compared to what, like the average person does in their nine to five, just sitting behind a desk and, and waiting for the time to like get up and go to the bathroom or whatever. 
I'm going to take that opportunity to, to go explore oh, yeah, definitely. as much as possible. Um, so now with the 72 hour challenge, it's coming up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this is something that, I mean, it, it's slightly, I mean, I mean, there are going to be boring times. What do you plan on doing for entertainment? Because I can only entertain you so much. And then you're going to be like, Kevin, just shut up. You're, you're <laughs> annoying. I can't believe you do that every single time you chew or like you're going to start picking up on these little things that I do. Uh, maybe I do them. Maybe I don't. But you're going to be like, oh, my God, he's did that again. What are yeah. you going to do for entertainment? Um, well, I can't sit still. I'm very bad at doing nothing. So I'm probably going to be like, oh, do you um, want to play a game? I spy something green. Just kidding. We'll probably like we'll have we'll have to keep busy. We're, I'm mm-hmm. going to ask you, like, what can we build? What can we make right now? What can we um, prepare for next? Teach me something. Mm-hmm. I I'm going to get bored and I'm right. going to bug you mm-hmm. to do something to entertain me. I don't know. So I'm basically a clown. Yeah. Entertain me, clown. Um, I mean, I didn't say <laughs> no, but <right>. yes. <laughs> OK, um, well. That is one of the challenges of the challenge, right? Or challenge of the challenge it doesn't even make sense, but <laughs> it, it is one of the the elements of the challenge where you do have to constantly keep a a busy mind, or else you're you're just saying to yourself, "I have how many hours left here?" Yeah, are um, you not going to wear your watch this time? I'm going to wear it. Okay, I'm going to wear it. I think last time when I said I don't even know why I wore the watch, um, I think that was more weakness coming through, and I'm not a big fan of of leaking weakness. I think it's. Yeah, leaking weakness. Um, it's Never something, heard that before. <laughs> yeah, well, if, leaking weakness is the idea that it's very easy for us to show frustration on our face. Mm-hmm. And if we show it on our face and if we say it out loud, then we're going to start actually feeling it. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to let my frustration with my watch, which is a tool that I used last time to kind of give me something to look forward to. Like, Hey, I only have two hours left laying here under the sun, uh, or in the shade under, you know, protected from the sun. I use that as a tool to kind of give myself like a, like a regimented, uh, structure of the day. So even though last time I was a little upset that, wow, the day's going by so slow. I think that was this, that was the saddest clip of the whole challenge <laughs> was Kevin looking into the distance. Yeah. Like next time. I won't want to wear a watch and like just takes a big gulp of his water and just like looks defeated by his watch. Yeah. It's hilarious. Hey guys, Kevin here from the podcast that you're listening to. I just want to bring up another uh, real quick sponsor who makes this totally possible. And this is one that I truly believe in. It's athletic greens. This is a powdered uh, green supplement drink you can have every single day. It gives you all your nutritional value that you need. Super, super lightweight. You can carry this into the back country when you are not eating well, right? You're eating like all these processed, dehydrated and, and freeze-dried foods. You can have your athletic greens and get all your nutritional value in just a 12-ounce bottle of water. Now, I'll tell you that this is a very, very comprehensive nutritional beverage. It's not like you're just having your run of the mill, go to the store, get a green drink because it's got fancy marketing on the outside. This stuff is awesome. Uh, It's not easy to eat well, right? Sometimes when you're traveling, it's quicker to just get that burger and go. Well, you're not going to sit down and have a salad. It's easier to drink that salad, essentially getting the same nutrients out of a a liquid form than you would out out of a solid form. I love this stuff. I'll tell you that. 
I, I feel like my life is different when I don't have it. I have crazy amounts of energy. Uh, even when I can't have coffee and I have my athletic greens, I feel pretty damn strong. Um, been using this stuff now for probably about two months. And it's something, you know, for someone who is, you know, doing a, a keto challenge. It allows me to get my greens when I'm focusing on not having sugar and I'm focusing on just uh, proteins and fats. Um, I'll tell you this, this stuff, if you make it part of your habit, it's going to become a lifelong habit. You're going to get the superfood powder. You're going to put it into your drinks. You're going to find that your, your day's just not going to be right when you don't have this stuff. Um, and when you can't always sit down, it's going to be there for you. All you have to do to jump on the Athletic Greens bandwagon, visit their site, use this link. It's athleticgreens.com forward slash fieldcraft. You're going to get five free travel packets that you can throw into your work bag. Uh, and you're also going to get a year supply of vitamin D that is simply in a dropper form. So check them out, athleticgreens.com forward slash fieldcraft. What is your preferred water purification method when you do go camping with your, your vehicle? Do you just bring water with you? I or? do. Yeah. Okay. Are you prepared mentally for the possibility that the water that we collect might not be clear? It'll be clean. It'll be treated, but it won't be clear. You have to like, and honestly, like um, I'm not saying this to freak you out. Like I'm saying this to mentally prepare you for a real possibility. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm fine. I think what if the water doesn't taste like water? Then what? I will try to put, put, put myself in the mindset that I'm not drinking water and just yeah deal with it. <laughs> yeah. And that's... Like I don't want to get dehydrated and right. die out there. So Right. And it is a very real possibility. Like when we collect this water, it might be from uh, a spot that is uh, pretty nasty, right? There might be a lot of... I don't know, sediment in the water. There might be some nasties that are, you know, creepy crawlies that are in the water. Well, we're going to have to drink it. Oh, look at Ricky. Ricky, by the way, is really, really embracing social media. Um, okay. Don't call me out. This is, this is my first podcast. We're doing content. I'm taking a video and he's calling me out for it. I'm, I'm just drawing attention to it. Not calling out. Well, they don't see it and you did. Right. How do you, how do you feel about like part of this challenge is documentation, mm -hmm. right? Part of the challenge is doing like a testimony. It's doing like a confessional talking yeah. to your camera. And I remember when it was like 48 hours in, it's 103 degrees. I mean, it's nasty outside. I get a text message from Mike and he's like, hey, I need you to go online. I need you to, I'm like, oh my God, me going online means I have to go up to the top of that hill to get service and be in the sun. How do you feel about recording yourself when you may not necessarily be your usual self? Um, I mean, I think it will just really show people what the challenge is doing to me. Mm -hmm. Um, just because I can be my regular self, see the ups and downs of what's going on. Um, I might not be able to always make full sentences, I mm -hmm. guess. I don't know. I get like that when I'm hungry. Um, but I think it'll be it'll be good to see all aspects, and most people just see my social media because that's kind of where Fieldcraft, where I'm starting to get in with Fieldcraft is social media, and um, just to see that side of me, not just what I post. So I think it's huge. I don't think it bothers me to post how I'm feeling, if I'm struggling, if I want to punch you in the face, any of that. <laughs> 
it is going to be a challenge. Uh, we are going to hopefully have reception where we can do more Instagram lives like mm-hmm. we did last time. Uh, that was something, even though I didn't like it at first, it did break up my day. It did give me an opportunity to speak to people when, you know, I'm essentially out there by myself and I'm, I'm just doing things on my own to have that connection to the real world was great. Yeah. And with such a long challenge, I feel like people watching it, they had questions throughout it and to, mm-hmm. Um, get, I ask all those questions at the end. I feel like you'd kind of forget some of your answers for each particular thing you did. So it's better just to touch base here and there and answer those questions. Because if not, by the end, it's like, wait, I, I did what? I I don't know. <laughs> what clothing are you going to wear? Have you, uh, have you laid out an outfit yet? I don't know. I don't know where we're going. I'm going right. to once we know I have two. I have a few options out. Um, I think I'm going to wear some, my Sitka dry fit pants because those I can jump in the water if I need to mm-hmm. cool off, if it's hot, um, get that protection from bugs and everything. Um, and then definitely a sun shirt. I'm not going to get out there and get sunburn and get heat exhaustion. I don't really want that. So my Danner's boots, Sitka pants, sun shirt, um, hat and that bug net, unless you, what do you, what do you suggest? Sounds good so far. I would, we're going to treat our clothes before we go out there with uh, permethrin, okay. right? Which is a, it's a chemical ingredient. It's a natural uh, chemical that uh, is, I believe it's derived from a particular flower. I, mm-hmm. I, I know someone's going to comment in the, in the post down below, but I know it's, it's derived from a flower. It's escaping me right now, but it will keep all of the mosquitoes off of us. Hopefully if there are ticks, it'll keep those off of us. Um, I would recommend that you have like an additional shirt, right? So you have like two shirts. Have you ever had to stuff your sleeves or the inside of your shirt for warmth? I have not. No. Well, if you use two shirts, you can actually take like cattail fluff or milkweed pods or whatever it may be. And you can stuff the inside of like your sleeves for insulation. Really? Yeah. So that's, that's an idea. Okay. Um, depending on what the temperature is in the morning, like we have to be reasonable with the clothing that we bring. Like we can't say, Oh, you know, I, I normally leave the house with this. If it's August and you know, we're wearing puffy jackets, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But I can understand like, if you were to say, well, I normally will leave the house with this and it's like a light jacket cause it gets cold in the morning. Well, I'm definitely going to layer mm-hmm. probably like a long sleeve sun shirt, a tank top underneath. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely layer stuff. Cause if it gets cold at night, wherever we are, if we're up in the mountains, we're going to get cold at night or I mm-hmm. am, I'm just, I'm baby about that stuff. Um, so layers for sure. Okay. And then I can turn it into a backpack like you did. Yes. I picked up on that. See, so you're already learning. <laughs> I'm learning. If you had to sacrifice the bottom of your shirt or a sock to, uh, take care of bathroom duties, which would it be? You have to either give up a sock or you cut off like the bottom of your shirt, make it like a belly shirt, but you got to wipe. What's it going to be? Oh God. A, a sock. It, you're going to go with the sock. I'm going to go with a sock. I can wash that easier, put it out to dry, put it back on and put it on my foot, which is mm-hmm. in a boot, which yeah, I guess. Yeah. So- what would you use? I would use your sock. Okay. Then I had a good answer. Woo! No, your sock. Oh, what? <laughs> Okay, no, I'm not giving you one of my socks. That's not happening. It would be really gross if I didn't take it off your foot. Can you imagine that? How nasty that would be? But why would I just hand you my foot? 
You wouldn't. You'd be asleep. It would be totally creepy. Okay. All right. Um, Guys, what you don't realize <laughs> is that we have two names for Ricky. It's Ricky and Rick. And many times Ricky becomes Rick, which is basically like our kid brother. Um, Thank you, I guess. Yeah. You know, you take it as a compliment. Uh, you no, know, we, we were sitting in the conference room yesterday and Austin just sits back, look at me and he says, how does it feel one of, to be one of the boys? And I was like, um, I, yeah, okay. I'm one of the boys. Yeah, you are. And I'm Ricky when I'm HR. Mm-hmm. But when I'm not supposed to hear certain things or like witness what's happening, then I'm Rick and I'm always there. So I'm mostly Rick. (laughs) But luckily, none of that stuff ever happens. So you never hear the word Rick or the name Rick. Oh, never. Never, never, never. Um, (laughs) A couple couple final things because we're we're running a little bit long here. Uh, You've been fasting. You have your clothing picked out. Do you have a meal that you think you would want immediately after the challenge is over because last Ooh. time for me, I was like, I want steak and eggs. I'm craving salt. I'm craving. But question for yeah. you, when you were going into the challenge, mm-hmm. did you do keto right before? Or were oh, you trying to eat the carbs? Hell no. I ate everything under the sun. Okay. Um, I got, there's a place in. Because you yeah. ate the carbs, did it make you crave them no. during the challenge? No, it wasn't. I, I was burning so much. Um, okay. But I, I, I mean, you easily could go 30, 36 hours. No problem. Yeah. With just the residual food let's put it in pers- into perspective i normally roll around between like 202 and 205 for like my body weight before the challenge uh i weighed in the day before or two days before at 202 and a half so the day sh- before i was 207 so i think i need to pack an extra string as a belt well we have all the extra string and, okay perfect yeah, i might need a belt yeah um but i think my we'll make you suspenders food- perfect okay but i think the food i'm gonna want Ah, it's probably going to be pizza. That's a good choice. And it's going to be 7 a.m. And I'm going to want pizza. That's a great choice. What kind of pizza? Well, I'm originally from St. Louis, so it would be Emo's Pizza as my favorite pizza. Mm -hmm. But good pizza around here is a little bit hard to find. It is very hard to find. Um, I grew up in Connecticut where, I mean, if you follow Barstool Sports. Oh my gosh. I love. Yeah. El Prez right now. One bite. You know the rules. Yeah, (laughs) One bite. Everyone knows the rules. Uh, El Prez right now is currently, or at the time of recording this, he's in New Haven. Oh. And New Haven is, is only minutes away, right? Less than an hour away, uh, from where I used to live. And it legitimately is the best pizza in the world. If you do not believe that it's the best pizza in the world, please go there and try it. Well, I, I'm from St. Louis, Emo's Pizza, my favorite. He rated that like a two or three and I'm so offended. What was what was the, the pizza that he didn't like? It was uh, during COVID, he was doing all the frozen pizzas. Okay, th- but you can get that one from Chicago, the La Luna yeah. or something like that. that. That was good. See, I want that. Okay. Um, that, that All right. Pizza. Well, if you guys are I want listening, good pizza. <laughs> if you guys are listening and you want to send pizza to Ricky, um, <laughs> when I was on the last challenge, I told everyone, I'm like, hey, thank Ricky for saying that Cholula, you and can get I it got here. DMs about stinking Cholula. I don't, yeah. I'm not sponsored by Cholula. I didn't have Cholula to send to anyone. I wish I did, but I got so many messages. Guys, I'm going to issue a fun, fun, strange challenge right now. Wait, and I, no, 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 no. Just this is a good recap. One. I'm a recap. I'm not going to decline pizza just so everybody okay. knows, but continue. Let's see who can send Ricky the strangest thing in the mail. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> No. We, okay. Send Ricky pizza. That's all you have to do. Um, all right, guys. Um, so we've got 
we've got the kit that we're carrying. We've got the clothes that we're wearing. We've got some physical prep that we're doing. Um, we don't know the location. We still have to figure that out. Um, I'm sure that might modify some of the things that we do um, mm-hmm. between now and then. <sighs> Going into the challenge, um, what's your ultimate goal? Like, I know that you're going to learn, right? I, I know that you're going to learn because I'm being like a natural teacher, I want to teach you and mm-hmm. I'm going to help you do as best you can. Cause I want to see you become stronger, but what's your ultimate goal? Like, where do you see this helping you and how do you see this as maybe helping those out there that might be very similar to you? Well, my ultimate goal I would think would be starting with fieldcraft. I don't know any of this stuff. I've never, I don't know too much about guns. I don't know too much about survival, bushcraft, medical, anything. But since I started, I've been throwing myself into every course I can. I did Stop the Bleed. I did CPR. I've done as much as I can, land nav. And um, I think it would be to really just show viewers and show people you can start with a little background in Mm -hmm. outdoors, but also to be a female between this age and especially in like such a male dominant industry and company just to show like you can start from somewhere and throw yourself in and anyone can do it and reach that women different demographic that they don't know if they can do this stuff or where to start, but just throw yourself in, learn a lot and just go for it. Yeah. That's an important message. Yeah. Uh, I just want to show that any, like, just try it. Let's go. Yeah. It's an important message. I've said it in past podcasts, how it's so easy to get frustrated when you look at someone who is at like a, a high performing skill or I should say high performing level in a particular skill set. And then you look at what you can do and to compare yourself to that mm-hmm. pro or whoever they are, it can really, really defeat you. But yeah. the important thing is don't compare yourself to them. Compare yourself to the version of yourself that didn't know that the day before. Exactly. And with all of you guys in the company that are such experts on so many things and just I'm not going to take that as, oh, I'll I'll never be able to learn as much as they can. I probably won't be able to, but take it as let's use this time that I'm with you guys to throw myself in. You're all experts on so many different things. Let's go for it. I won't learn it all. You're carrying your gun into the field, right? Yes. You should. And and what I'll do is I'll carry the same pistol. Uh, So worst case scenario. If you run out of ammo, I can throw you a mag, you know, or you Perfect. can grab my, you can grab both, you can grab my gun and your gun and you can do like the Laura Croft. But like, quick question. Yeah. Do we have to put our extra mags? No. In the bag no. or can we carry it? No. And quite honestly, if you have to reload out there for any reason, okay, chances well, are. Okay, well, just a question. Things have gone sideways pretty quickly. All right, um, guys, this 72 hour challenge is happening. Um, I'm not sure the release date of this podcast just yet, but I will say that it's potentially coming out while we're in the in the field uh please please follow us on all of our socials uh our instagram our uh locals page uh take a look at uh the things that we're putting out on youtube Mm -hmm. look Um, out for some lives while we're out there yeah we will be going live and if you have any suggestions for 72 hour challenges locations um please don't just say hey you should do this Send us an email, like a legitimate email saying, hey, you should do this. Here's where you should fly into. You can stay here. You never know if we're going to say, yeah, let's do that or not. I mean, look at how quickly this one happened with Mike. And I'm just so excited for my like post challenge. Mm -hmm. Y'all aren't going to know who I'm going to challenge next. It's going to be great. 
I know. Well, I'm I'm going to say this now. I am not doing a third in a row um, because <laughs> so I don't want to be I don't want to sure. be selfish. I don't want to be selfish. I want to share share a little bit of love here. Um, I really want my buddy Jerry to do this because he's a stud outdoorsman. I want Dwayne to do it. Mike Travis, Lieutenant Mike, uh, Craig Caudill. I want all my guys to do it. Um, but then again, I also want Austin to do it somewhere. Let's throw Austin out there. Well, Amber he said he hates vegetables and plants yeah so like him just <laughs> eating plants i think it'd be hilarious because you bring a salad and he goes what is that why are you eating that on purpose so yeah. i think it'd be funny it'll be funny all right guys uh we're gonna sign off here um please check out the 72 hour survival challenge that i'm doing with ricky uh it's going to be another very interesting learning experience and hopefully i can be successful in operation feed ricky preventing the inevitable outcome of hangriness yeah so guys thank you so much for listening this is kevin estella of fieldcraft survival and you are and ricky silhavy silhavy <laughs> with fieldcraft survival guys thanks for listening talk to you soon bye